Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Welcome to The Solution. I'm your host, Craig Dolan. Hey, I'm here with my co-host, Greg Carter. Greg, how are you doing? Awesome. How are you doing this evening? Really well. Doing great. <laughs> well, you know, we thought uh, the other day after doing episode 36, it was a letter that uh, Hurt and Confused from Arkansas sent in about his wife who has been uh, doing some meth. We gave him our advice, but we listened to that show afterward and we thought, you know what? We owe him a little bit more advice that we didn't quite get in there. So let's go ahead and we'll listen to that uh, letter again. And after that, we're going to give some advice. Dear Craig and Greg, I'm worried about my wife and my marriage. My wife is a very heavy drinker and she admits to doing methamphetamine on a social basis, as she puts it. Some nights while we're sleeping... She'll wake up in the middle of the night and go out and party again. Sometimes she's gone from home for a few days at a time. When I ask her where she's been, she accuses me of not trusting her. She always wears more revealing clothes when she goes out by herself. The other day, she had her purse wide open on our table. We were both sitting at the table and I simply took a quick glance in her purse from a few feet away, only to see a couple of condoms, which I know were not for me. I asked her what are those. She got nervous and then yelled at me, and she said, Don't you trust me? We never use condoms with each other, I said. She then said, Honey, what is wrong with you? Don't you trust me? To keep the peace, I just told her I was sorry, and that I was jumping to conclusions. But I believe she's cheating on me, Greg and Greg. Help me. I don't know what to do. Sincerely, confused and hurt in Arkansas. Well, Greg, there we have the letter again, the second time through. As we were hearing that, the first thing I was thinking about that I didn't, I did think about it last time, but I don't feel that the point was definitely was not driven home at all. Was, um, you know, hurt and confused in Arkansas. Right. Um, is going to have a situation on his hands. And I'm going to call it a code red. And it's a deal where, because we told her, I told him, I says, you know, you got to be, you got to, you got to definitely be the man, the husband right now. And you got to take, you got to grab the pants and put them on, right? Right. And you got to tell her, hey, with no uncertainty, no uncertainty at all, just tell her, hey, this is the deal. You know, I love you, but you got to put that, you got to put the pipe down, you know? You got to put the meth, you got to put that away for good. That can't be around, you know, that's got to be over. Well, that is good advice for starters, but the deal is I fear a tornado coming to that household because when he he tells her to do that, uh, the shit's going to hit the fan, you know, because her 
the way that stuff works and addictions, they do not want to die. <laughs> and they're going to do everything they can to keep on living within the body and the mind of whoever they're addicting. And meth is a, it's pretty, you can get addicted to pretty quick to it. Now, I don't know her level of addiction. I don't want to say, but I just want him to know that there's a good chance it's going to be, it could get a lot worse before it gets better, you know? But the main thing is that he protects his stature as a man, you know, protects his masculinity. He has to maintain that, the masculinity. He's got to think about that. Be the man and tell her and, you know, get her into treatment, do whatever. But there's good, there could be a chance that she just bails and leaves. And he just needs to, listen to me, uh, Arkansas guy, you just need to stay the course. Because she's walked over you a little bit. We feel that there's been some lying going on. A little bit of proof in the purse, too. <laughs> right? Absolutely. These circular things that are, they're condoms, hey. Hey. Where'd they come from? They just don't appear out of nowhere. Right. You know, so, um, but he's got to be ready for, that's going to get worse before it's going to get better. In terms of her, you know, it could be a shouting match and her leaving. Like I said, the addiction definitely does a lot of talking. What do you think, Greg? I totally agree. Yeah, she... The addiction, in this case, her methamphetamine, her drinking, these are like friends of hers. You know, they are. They're friends of hers. And she's going to be told to, you know, to definitely to give up one of the friends, which would be the the meth. She's going to, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but I believe she's going to put up a fight with it. She's going to put up a fight, a verbal fight. No, I don't have a problem with it. I can stop anytime I want to. And the other thing that that concerns me with her is the fact that, you know, she leaves during the middle of the night, too. In my opinion, he needs to to tell her, too, that, hey, you know, don't be leaving in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be doing that. And that in itself will cause... Her to retaliate a little mm. bit. I believe that it will, especially even sometimes, whether it's a guy or a girl, even let's say if drugs and alcohol are even in the play, you know, you know, they're cheating on you and they're leaving in the middle of the night, let's say without the alcohol or drugs, if you confront them, I believe they would retaliate too. No, no, you can't tell me what to do. This is what I, so there's other underlying problems with her. There's also underlying problems with him, too. So, you know, while he's asking her to get help, he definitely needs to, he should seek help for himself, for sure, regardless. Because his his solution, if says, let's say by chance he confronts his wife, which I, which I hope he does, and let's say she turns over a new leaf. If she does, he still needs to seek out some type of help for himself. In my opinion, he he's still a little damaged right now from all of this. I believe that he is. Yeah, I I believe he is. He, yeah, he. There's a he's gonna have like one trust issues because in the back of his mind, it's like okay, this is going good. How long will this last? See what I mean? Yep. And it's easy to have trust issues in a situation like this. 
Yeah. It yeah. really is a relationship. Easy to have trust issues. And- well, the goal, the ultimate goal, right, is yes. to get back to being um, attached in a certain way, and that's securely attached. You know, that's the ultimate goal is to be with somebody who has a secure attachment or at least one of the two in the relationship. Right now, neither of them do. No. no. And for him to get, he may have been a secure attachment at one time. He appears to be uh, the type who. Anxious attachment. Anxious attachment. You know. She's the avoidant attachment. Avoidant. A good example when she leaves in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yes. And then he was allowing her to do it. Yeah. She steamrolled him. (laughs) <laughs> she's going to roll all over him and she did and she has. Yeah, she got it. Yeah. yeah. She rolled all over him and you know, he became a little pancake on the concrete. Right. And <laughs> that that need that you know that so for him, I know you agree to get up and be the man of the relationship that he should be. Exactly. Um you know, cuz I said in the last show I said, well, if you tell her, she's not going to want to hear it, but if you tell her you're the man, you, you're, you take control of that situation, you tell her what she needs to do, she will love you for that. I said that. Well, she will, <laughs> she will totally be pissed about it right from the get-go. She will just have resentment after resentment initially, you know, but that stuff's talking. The meth talks, right? Yes, it does. And so they got to get from here to here. And that's baby steps. And so, you know, quite often you think, well, somebody's going to change. They have to make a psychic change, right? And they want to have to make a psychic change. And that's why they say in all addictions, if you're going to make a psychic change, there has to be a why. Okay, there has to be a why and a how. Okay, if somebody says, well, why do I need to do that? Well, usually if you hit rock, bo- rock bottom, then you know, oh, this is why I need to do that. Yes. But in her mind, I don't think she's hit rock bottom. I don't, you know. You no. Know, she's no. upset him, but has she hit her rock bottom with this stuff? No. But, so she needs to see that there's a rock bottom. The only way she's going to quit, she has to have that bottom to catapult off of, right? Yes. And that rock bottom is going to be him. Our our man in Arkansas, confused and hurt, is going to be the rock bottom because he's going to tell her, honey, if you don't want to quit, I've got to go. I love you. I'll miss you. But you're 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 not wanting to obviously you're choosing the meth over our marriage yes and my love for you so if you're not going to want to accept it then I'll I'll just take out on the road and do a road show you know where he'll go he'll just you know he's got he got he's got to present a consequence for her cuz she needs to see the why yeah what, what's your thoughts on that yeah, she'll. A part of me, as I'm, as we're talking, a part of me is thinking that she's she's gonna get upset and she'll probably go out again mm-hmm. right away and yep and t- and tie on a good one 
and tying a really good one. She might even come back to the same dinner table and, and open voluntarily open her purse up. Hey honey, look at this. You know what I mean? And right. And bring back several more condoms strewed all over the purse. Yeah, Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough for her too. Like she's going to take it that he's attacking her. She's going to take mm-hmm. it as an attack. Right. She is. She is. At first, she's going to react as though she's being attacked, you know, because her lifestyle is being affected. An addict, alcoholic mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. He's, uh, he's trying to do what he can to, to help her put an end. Of course, learning this in recovery too. You're not done drinking till you have your last drink. You're not done using drugs until you've had your last drug use. You've stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. So there are groups, you know, for, uh, you know, alcoholics, you'll get Al-Anon for the husband and the wife, the partner of the alcoholic. Yes. Right. And so what do you think about him going to, I don't know what's called within the circles of narcotics. I think it's called Narconon or Narconon. 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 Yeah. That's like a. Where you get help with... Yeah, yeah, for your addictive. They both would work the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, as I mentioned earlier, he's going to need to get some type of help or yeah. support, too. Absolutely. Yeah, because he, he has some scars, as of right now, that need to be dealt with. I mean, a, a good example is, is when, um, you know, she said, don't you trust me? Don't you trust me? And he says... Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I just jumped to conclusions. Okay. Mm-hmm. He pacified her. He, right. you know, that right there tells you that this has happened several times. And so he knows by, by going along with what she says, it'll calm the situation down. So he's, he's scared. You know, he, he's scared deep down inside. He's trying to keep peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, he, he's full of doubt in the relationship. He is, he's full of doubt. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask him, where do you see yourself with this relationship five years from now? I bet you he couldn't give me a, an honest answer. He he doesn't know. He has extreme doubts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I believe he does. I usually rarely say this about somebody that writes in that I feel bad for him. Just because I'm thinking of the letter more in objective right. objective view. Yes. But yes, I, I, I do. I feel for, for hurt and confused in Arkansas. I feel bad for him because... But I want to be able to give him strength, and the strength that he's going to receive from us is to understand what the situation is, so he can walk the line that that uh, walks the course. You know, that is the course that he needs to walk. Yeah, he needs to come forward. Mm-hmm. My opinion: tell her. And worst case scenario, she might say, "Hey, I'm done with this." Mm-hmm. You know. However. If he keeps going on like this, it'd be a lot worse than, you know, being apart from somebody like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, th- In my opinion, I think, yeah, he, I think he needs to have a vision that's looking beyond this because 
she's going to come at him with something, yes. right? He needs to see. He needs to see how he needs to stay the course. Yeah, taking and, an action is going to. He's going to experience tremendous growth yes, by taking the action. Yes. Plus, it, while during it, while she's maybe running out the door, or whatever she's doing, trying to keep this thing going, he needs to understand. And that's where you, that's when you give it to God and pray. Yes. Really, understand that the way it is right now, it's not going to be that way later. And just to have that feeling and just to know in your mind. And because that adds a lot of power to it. It does. When you project something upon something else, like, hey, this is going to work out in the long run. I'm doing it the right way. The hard way is usually the right way. Usually the, in life, the hardest things to do are usually the right things to do, right? That's right. I mean, in tough, tough situations, the hardest things to do, the, the, the right thing to do in very hard situations is always the hardest thing to do. You know? Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. And, and that is where uh, so much growth comes to the individual, too, is going through those hard times. But it, it just, it seems like that. You know, every situation, you're looking upon a situation, right? It's like, oh, man, what do I do? This is a tough situation, no matter what it is. And then you look at your choices, and it's like, oh, man, I've got to do this. I don't want to do this, but I've got to do this to get that result. But it's the harder thing. But when you know it's the harder thing to do, you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, deep down inside, he's miserable too, Craig. Mm -hmm. I know he is. Yeah. He is very miserable, full of doubt. Yep. Fear. Yep. He, you know, he's scared. You know, he can, yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I, he right there on day one of doing the hard thing of sticking the course with her and telling her, Hey, honey, I love you, but this is what's going to happen. And if she doesn't go with it, then, you know, but if the minute he does that and commits to that, boom, he's going to start feeling better about himself. Yes, he will. He's going to feel some, hey, to thy own self be true. Yes. Yeah, that's an important thing, too. To thy own self be true. There you go. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know my next sobriety chip I get will be coming up on the Christmas Eve again. So each each time I get a sobriety chip, it says, to thy own self be true. Yep. And you see a lot of, uh, you see that phrase a lot in the recovery world. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the Al-Anon and the Naranon, you know, that that's used. It's a very common phrase. And so he needs to be true to himself by being true to himself, by taking this action. Mm-hmm. He will have been, you know, he'll be being true to himself and obviously say a lot of prayers, ask for God to give him the strength to do this. Yes. Yeah. So when he approaches her, he can come from a place with love and sincerity. Yep. Because that's where we meet God at, too, is these hard places. That's where God wants us to show up. And that's where he wants, you know, our lives and his to intersect during those hard times all the time. Yes. Really those. You know, Greg, we can talk about this again. We have in the past. But the reason it makes it so hard for meth or any addiction is because of all when the, the endorphins are dropping down the dopamines. And the dopamines are what... You know, they're meant to be, they're meant to be just 
drop down to us just on a daily basis for little things like a good meal or you know doing something nice for your girlfriend a nice pleasurable thing something done nice for you whatever just a or going out for a walk that's when the dopamines are supposed to be dropped down when you are doing meth they are dropping down like a bucket like a pouring a bucket of water out that much is getting dumped down so that's why you get so addicted so fast you know and again yeah. we just wanted to Bring it out and just say that's what it does. It's it's the endorphins that drop down the dopamine, and that's what's that's what get you addicted. Okay, let's end this show on a couple interesting notes. Okay, like the origin of amphetamine and methamphetamine. Oh, this is interesting right here. This is so interesting. It says. Methamphetamine is not a new drug, although it has become more powerful in recent years as techniques for its manufacturing has evolved. Amphetamine was first made in 1887 in Germany and methamphetamine, more potent and easy to make, was developed in Japan in 1919. The crystalline powder was soluble in water, making it a perfect candidate for injection. Now listen to this. Methamphetamine went into wide use during World War II when both sides used it to keep troops awake. High doses were given to Japanese kamikaze pilots before their suicide missions. And after the war, methamphetamine abuse by injection reached epidemic proportions when supplies stored for military use became available to the Japanese public. Yep. We're talking several years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, Hitler and the boys were meth and big, using meth, meth big time. During World War II. Yeah, no wonder why he was so crazy. Oh, yeah. there's, <laughs> Oh, yeah. And paranoid. There are many stories of Hitler on doing a lot of meth. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting if you think about it's it. It's very interesting. And, and, yeah, you're right on those, those uh, what do you call them, the, uh, the kamikaze pilots. Yeah, yeah the kamikaze, kamikaze pilots. pilots. Yeah, suicide missions. Yeah. 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 Suicide yeah. missions where they got all amped up and. Hopped in their plane and knowing wow. they were going to die, just yep, crashing on intentional crashes. You know, wow, to just yeah, that's, that's wild. Stuff. That's very wild. Yeah, it's very much wild. Well, we're going to wrap this show up, and we uh, send all of our best to hurt and confused in Arkansas. You can do it, buddy. Yes, you can. And um, thanks, listener. Appreciate it. And uh, Greg. As always, appreciate it. Appreciate you too, sir. All right, Josh. Thank you, Josh. You're the man. Yeah, we appreciate Josh. All right, we're out. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Good night. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time. Good luck and goodbye.